How to Stop the Moaners and Grumblers. Hello and welcome to the Mark and Pete Show. Well, there's a lot of things in society that just get on people's go. They keep grumbling and mumbling, whether about the economy or politicians. It could be something that's really an issue with the lockdown, and they've been living with somebody who's constantly moaning and groaning. Well, it's understandable, but my word is getting quite depressing. So how do you actually stop them from moaning and groaning? Oh, if only there were some techniques. Well, Congratulations, you've come to the right place because Mark and Pete have the answers. And so it really is when we think about society, we know that COVID-19 has made the world a very depressing place, but there are opportunities. And so how do you stop things from simply falling on deaf ears? If you are someone who has constantly moaned, grumbled and griped and exhaustively groaned, where your dull dialogue has definitely droned, it's no wonder that you are sometimes disowned. <laughs> Bergerman Pete, how do you stop a moaning mini? <laughs> well, here's a question for the ages. This is Mr. Mark. How do we stop people moaning and grumbling and groaning and complaining? Now, I wanted to start by reminding people that the Bible does teach against this, which we will be aware of, but... Uh, it's not often realised or noted how important this is seen in the Bible. If you're if you're a moaner, if you're a grumbler, if you're always talking negatively without any offering any solutions, it's actually seen as a very important uh, sin. I suppose you look at it very important uh, to be dealt with. Um, it, it, it all went back to when God rescued the people of God out of Egypt and the people grumbled to say the food wasn't quite as good as it was when they were slaves and he said the people as the people grumbled say what are we to drink what are we to eat he says numbers 30, 14 29 in this wilderness your bodies will fall every one of you 20 year olds or 20 years old or more who was counted in the census and who has grumbled against me so they weren't going to get into the promised land and uh, just going forward to the New Testament, uh, we find uh, the letter from, from the Apostle James, chapter 5, verse 9, Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. So this is seen as very, very important. We need to, to, to show people that actually grumbling, being constantly negative, is something that, that can ruin almost anything it just ruins yes. things you could bring down a great corporation so it's, it's very very important what's to be done about it well I, I guess we can look at that through the rest of this episode but it begins with recognizing that problem that, that it's that problem that it's something very very serious it's it seems like something minor and i think that's really because so many people do it <laughs> Yes, indeed. Well, they seem to do it in all walks of life. And, yeah. and uh, from a business perspective, it is not surprising that many no, business isn't. owners 
and many employees have grumbled their way through the last year. Um, and with good reason, the economy is poor, the nations are in debt, we've had to deal with COVID-19, we've had to deal with some very, very strange politicians, some that have come into the fold and others that have finally left. But either way, we are all looking for some form of salvation as to what that would be. But in actual fact, from a business perspective, I think it's almost impossible to go through your career where you haven't met some curmudgeon who moans and groans about corporate life, whether it be about the policies, whether it be about opportunities in their career. And and it's not surprising that when you come to uh, an environment, a market where it seems on the surface as though there's few opportunities. But ironically, a lot of top salespeople will tell you do listen to the moaners and groaners, particularly those who are out there as customers who just moan and groan about the service or the products because it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to solve a problem or potentially sell another product range or potentially do something to help that customer in a way that can make their lives a lot better, meaning it'll stop them moaning and groaning and actually you'll have somebody who will trust you. When it comes to problems that many people often face where they've got some moaner and groaner who complains about whether it be the executives or the executives themselves moaning about their own employees. That's where I think you've got to step back and say, who is actually at fault? Is it maybe that the corporate executive is just not listening? to the market or listening to their employees, maybe they're not communicating correctly. So it's inevitable that they're getting frustrated or similarly the other way around, that maybe that the employee just wants everything laid on a plate and are not prepared to do things. But the moaning and groaning usually comes from something which displaces you in terms of what you see as your goals, meaning if you feel that your career isn't going well, many people will moan and groan. But that's possibly because you're not looking at your career in the right way. It could be that if you're thinking that you know measure of your career is around salary, salary isn't the only thing. Salary is a consequence of the contribution you give and the value you give to your company, your customers. And the rewards will come if you look on the positive side, which is that you can solve problems. The more problems you solve, the more ways that you innovate and come up with ideas, the more chance that you've got of stopping everybody from moaning and helping yourself to get better jobs, get better offers. And actually, um, it will give you the rewards, and that could be financial, but it also could give you elevations in status. So from a business perspective, I think look at moaning and groaning as, as, as almost a sort of a day-to-day -day thing that will inevitably happen, but see it in a positive way in the sense of trying to find the root cause. Because moaning and groaning can get people down. And we, we've seen this in society where people have had to be displaced effectively. They've come from um, a corporate office, for example, and they've had to work from home. That environment has been very, very challenging. They've, they've not been uh, easily uh, adapted um, because either the, 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 the challenges of not having the resources that they once had in an office or the, the lack of resources or the uh, distractions they've got at home. But what's good about, and I'm, this is where I'm turning the positive side, you can moan and groan about that. But I think that the good thing is over the last year, 
certainly in a commercial terms, people have adapted and they've learned to adapt. So actually, the moaning and groaning about working from home is less on the agenda now because people have started to recognize that they can turn that to good effect. They can certainly serve their customers in a different way. And in fact, in some cases, they can actually extend their hours or adapt their hours. So the point about moaning and groaning is inevitable when people don't get what they want or can't necessarily have the experience or the skills to solve a problem. Yeah. And and that's where I think in business it's, it's the moaning and groaning is something to recognize in yourself as well as others, but critically and quickly think about what you can do. And if you need to turn to help, turn to help. Now, there are many people in business who will do that, whether it be HR departments, your line managers, your colleagues. And what I can say from a personal experience, I've been very impressed by organizations who have recognized that challenge and have put a lot of effort into ensuring that people stop moaning and groaning and see the positive side of things. So, Closure and Pete, there's a lot there that you yeah. can take into society yeah. and, and society sort of think whole, about yeah. how, how you can draw yeah. upon turning things and adapting so that the moaning and groaning stops and you move forward. Yes. I mean, let's look at this uh, as it affects the rest of society. It's interesting that you're looking from a business point of view, and I earlier uh, put the biblical point of view of it. Um, but it really is endemic in society. We have, we've got a, a pandemic maybe raging around the world or that's what people have been saying maybe a bigger pandemic is that of groaning and moaning certainly in britain uh, i've got uh, it, 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 i've got information about britain and i've got and maybe our listeners can tell us if uh, the whole world is made up of a bunch of whingers but um, certainly in britain we have that issue i've got some research you know this is from before at the pandemic hit, so it doesn't include things mm. like uh, working from home too much and that sort of thing. But, but uh, this is from the end of 2019. The top, I've got the top UK moans. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the number one is? I just uh, what the mo- moaning. What about politicians? Is that it? It, uh, uh, yes? That's joint number one. The weather and politics <laughs> uh, is uh, whether not getting enough sleep is number three. Oh, right. And work, which is what you're talking about, because uh, that's talking about be, uh, business, that sort of work, uh, is twenty eight percent. Weather and politics was thirty four percent. Just to give you an idea, bad customer service is twenty seven percent. Now, just look at these taking them in turn politics you can do something about you can vote you can get involved weather well you can't do anything about the weather but you can buy an umbrella not getting enough sleep well there's something you can do about that go to bed earlier Uh, work you can well you've talked about ways you can approach that um maybe the maybe it's the business that needs to change its practices to allow people to have a voice or to feel that they they have more buy in into the company but yes. at number 5 bad customer service at 27% well we you could try actually speaking to the manager instead of just grumbling about it behind the scenes and then giving them a bad review so there were there were there were ways to cope with these things but just as a bit of fun what do you think is the most moany city in the UK <laughs> the curmudgeon I, city yes i've got it here united kingdom yes oh fantastic um I, well do you know, if um, you can get one in the top five i'll give it to you because there's quite a few cities in britain are there um liverpool 
Liverpool's not. No, you would have thought Liverpool. <laughs> that's number eight. Number eight. I did oh, say no, top five. Quite high. Oh, oh, it's up there. It's up there with them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you because I don't think you're going to get. Well, number one yes. is Plymouth. Is it really? Goodness, man, uh, South Coast. Give me, give me, give me one other one in the top five. Go on. Okay, uh, a big right. city because um, I didn't think so you'd get I'm, Plymouth. So I'm assuming it's not on the South Coast. So I'm, I'm going to the Midlands, the, the Birmingham. Birmingham's number ten. No, no, oh. it goes like this: first five are Plymouth, Nottingham, Cardiff, London, and Glasgow. Uh, well, so some of go. those you may or may not expect, but uh, it, it's interesting that uh, whinging and moaning is very widespread, and yet. It's really bad for you. It's bad for your health. Yeah. Now, research has, sh- has shown that actually, uh, I say research has, research has shown, we're actually, I'd actually telling you uh, the research, but what I'm, <laughs> what I'm talking about is a, 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 a particularly a survey conducted in the UK again in 2019, um, which was done at the same time. That's it was part of the survey I mentioned earlier. Um, which looked at how many people moaned. It actually also looked at that same survey that I was referring to, looked at the um, the things that people moan about and the effect that it has on them. Uh, it causes um, a, a real problem with the, with the production of the stress hormone cortisol. Chronic complaining causes you to be overstressed so then it becomes the same sort of issues as to do with um uh, you know to do with stress or depression you get uh, uh, the immune system weakened you'd be more likely to be susceptible to covid-19 you get a rise in blood pressure you're at risk of obesity heart disease etc so don't grumble it's bad for you it could yes. kill you says this server that i've just uh, referred to in in 2019 but uh uh, it's uh, it's interesting to note that act, that what does help, uh, so we're moving on to what can help now, is occasional venting. So don't grumble or murmur or mumble all the time, but if occasionally you have a good old rant, maybe by um, having a podcast or radio show to talk on once a week, that yes. can really help you. You know, so uh, having the occasional vent. Which you plan, folks? We can reveal a therapy session for Benjamin. That you can, um, you know, if you choose the right people to rant to, a good friend of yours or something like that, then it can work. So this is something that can really help. It relieves the stress by you having someone to talk to, uh, or if there's a problem, you actually speak to the person who can do something about it. Not mumbling, but actually speak to them reasonably. I'm talking about things like uh, if the food isn't cooked properly. You talk to the chef, this sort of thing. Um, but uh, constant murmuring and mumbling, it has the same effect on you as being overstressed by losing your job or by uh, having a marriage breakup or that sort of thing. So it is very serious. So do something about it. And one of the ways I said is simply to have a rant at a suitable time. Well, indeed. And in fact, a beautifully observed uh, comedy series, certainly yes. one in the United Kingdom, was called One Foot in the Grave. And yeah. it mainly focused around probably the biggest curmudgeon of all time was a character called Victor Meldrew. And um, the, the basis was that such um, as the series started, uh, he was ousted from his position. He really had no other opportunities and he went into retirement. But the point being is, is that he was pretty 
very much moaning and groaning about everything. That was the basis. And, and he always ended up being effectively the fall guy to his moaning and groaning. Um, never really being able to see a way out of this. And whilst there is humor in that, it became obvious that all of those people around him would get caught up or sucked up into the moaning and the winching. And and as an observer to to that series, you could see that um, when you then cast your eye wider across the, the landscape, how many curmudgeons there are. And you mentioned about in Britain, it is a bit of a national pastime, a little bit like tea drinking and talking about the weather. And and I and I wonder whether that's something that again that we 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 should as a nation start to uh, maybe correct because actually what's wrong with with being happy? I mean, the, you, you know, the fact is is that you're right. People will always have something to complain about in their lives. It's inevitable. That's just the nature of life. But it seems as though um, some people are just happy being miserable. There's a good oxymoron for you. I mean, it's it's, it's incredible where it, it's that path seems the easier route, doesn't it? So if you think psychologically, it's much easier to complain about something than actually to solve a problem and actually come up with an idea that can get you into a more positive path. So. I think that um, when we think about uh, where Britain is today, um, thinking ahead, clergyman Pete, <laughs> as the doors of the church begin to open, hopefully in the in the near future, what what are your thoughts in terms of um, get it? Get us a call out to our to our curmudgeons. That <laughs> well, coming coming out of. Uh coming out of lockdown uh, when uh, more church activities will be on i just mentioned of course that the church well my churches that, that i've recorded from the northwest of england have been open uh they open there is worship there every week but of course as more people come back um uh feeling confident to venture out blinking into the sunlight after being locked up yeah the the the, the message they would have is to uh, is, is is to follow two things that have been said in the past. One is that a rather amusing song that uh, we were talking about in the in the pre-meeting before this show, um, which is which was made famous by such luminaries as Bing Crosby, Perry Como, and even went as far as uh, Johnny Mercer and Aretha Franklin. That's accentuate the positive. As although it's an amusing song, it was based on some words of a a, a preacher that uh, the lyricist heard and put into this song uh, and it begins you've got to accentuate the positive eliminate the negative latch on to the affirmative and don't mess with mr in between now although it's just a jokey song uh it does encapsulate the importance of looking at what's positive rather than always going on about what's negative i don't think actually you want to eliminate the negative necessarily but you want to accentuate the positive that is go for the positive wherever possible uh, if there's too much negativity you get too stressed and you're going to get sick that's uh, what, what i was saying earlier so let's just switch it around and the way that i the uh, one way to do that is to follow this was the other thing i was going to say uh, some words of norman vincent peel a famous uh, radio show host, equivalent of a podcast host like us today, and preacher back in the 1950s. He wrote an influential book called The Power of Positive Thinking, yeah. in which he said that you should you could use Bible verses, which when repeated, you know, taking them in context, so you, that using them to mean what they really meant in the Bible, 
but applying them to you. And I've actually used this, given, given this as a sort of like a, a tablet to take once, once a day before breakfast to cure you of your mumbling and groaning. And it is this, uh, one particular phrase from the Bible, I can do all things through Christ who th- strengthens me. And then you repeat it uh, a few times. Let's say repeat it six times or say it six times altogether. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if you take that verse, which is from Philippians 4, verse 13, that's Philippians 4, verse 13, in whatever version you choose, it doesn't have to be the exact words that I said, or something like that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, you, rem- it, 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 you remind yourself that things aren't as bad as they seem, and instead of mumbling and grumbling, you realise actually there's a lot of positive things you can achieve. That's a start, it's only a start, but it's a way of changing your mindset. And if you keep doing that, then, you know, maybe you, gentle listener, or... Well, actually, none of our listeners are mumblers and grumblers. They're all wonderful people. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking to you, gentle listener. I'm talking to that, 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 you know, that bloke you know or that woman you know who's re- mumbling and grumbling all the time. They should try this and they'll be ch- changed. It's a chance for them to change if they take this medicine every day. Well, there you go. Positive words. That's what we want. So, and listeners, what do you think? Are you living with a curmudgeon, somebody who constantly moans yes. and groans? Or maybe actually you've got a manager that you think is just depressing and the dialogue is dull, <laughs> definitely droning. We'd love to hear from you. Well, uh, we uh, would certainly uh, read out your um, case study on the next show, and we have the answers. Well, uh, hopefully uh, this has given you some tips as to how to sort of move away from the life that is depressing and where people are constantly moaning. Join us again next time for more positive topical topics with clergyman Pete and businessman Mark. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.